Section 16 of Frontier Humour in Verse, Prose and Picture. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Ware Tortoise, Frontier Humour in Verse, Prose and Picture by Palmer Cox. Finding a horseshoe. Upon this day, and at this time, while the fire burneth in the grate, and the warm drink steameth in the bowl, I speak as with the tongue of a scribe of the olden time, and this is the burden of my speech. A certain man, a citizen of this place, as he journeyed to his home, that looketh toward the mountain which is called Lone, and at the base of which the dead are entombed, found a horseshoe in the way. And he was exceeding pleased because of his luck, insomuch that he rubbed his hands together joyfully, and said within himself, How blessed am I in finding this shoe in the way! This bodeth good to me and mine household, because it pointeth in the way that I am going, and it would show a lack of understanding in me, should I not pick it up. So he placed it carefully in the pouch that was sewed in the hind part of his garment, which is called the tail, and hastened on towards his home, and as he went his countenance was bright to look upon. And it came to pass, when he had arrived at his house, and was entered in at the door, he said unto himself, for he was an eccentric man, and his ways were not as the ways of sensible people, now will I make all haste, and fasten this shoe above my parlour door, that it may continually bring good towards my house. For my grandmother hath often said there lieth a charm for the good in the horseshoe that is picked up by the way. So, reaching forth his hand, he took a hammer and a nail, such a nail as builders use when they would have their work outlast themselves, and stepping upon a chair, essayed to transfix the shoe to the casing above the door. Now it chanced that this man had a wife, a woman who was not eccentric, neither had she the patience to spare on those people who had eccentric ways. And as she was at work in the kitchen, for upon the whole sea coast there was not found a more industrious or tidy woman, she heard the sound of the hammer proceeding from the room which was her pride. And she made haste, and dropped the dough that she was kneading for the oven, and looking out into the apartment she beheld her husband standing upon the chair, attempting to transfix the horseshoe above the door. And she was exceeding displeased because of his action, and of his provoking eccentricity, and she remonstrated with him mildly, saying, "'Soul of the innocence! Is this a barn, or a blacksmith's shop, or are ye gone stark staring mad?' Or has old age benumbed your senses beyond all hope, that thus you would establish the unsightly object above the door to be a jest for visitors, and a shame unto us? But the good man of the house, looking down reprovingly from the eminence upon which he was now set up, being nettled because she had likened him to a man stark staring mad, answered the woman sharply after this manner, saying, "'Go delve into thy dough, old woman!' Did ye never have a grandmother, or is thy memory as short as thy wind? Know ye not I fix it here, that it may bring good unto our house, as hath been said of it in the olden time? 
So he left off speaking with his wife, but turned him about and once more essayed to establish the show above the door. For his mind was firm on that point, that he would nail it there, that it might bring good unto his house. Then waxed the woman exceedingly wroth, for she was the house of O'Donoghue, whose temper caused him to be cast into prison, because he smote the anointed priest within the chapel. And bending her body, she laid hold of the rounds of the chair upon which her husband was builded up, and pulled it suddenly from beneath him while he did reach to drive the spike. And, behold, he came down quickly, and lay upon the floor like a cedar felled. And so it happened, as the woman attempted to pass out by the door which led out to the kitchen, lo, a hammer followed after, and overtook the woman, and lodged upon her back, even between the two shoulder-blades, and caused her to cry out with a marvellous loud cry. But turning herself around, while yet the cry was proceeding from her mouth, she lifted the hammer from the floor, and cast it from her, even at the countenance of her rising husband. Now it came to pass, when the good man of the house looked upon the weapon as it left the hand of his wife, and saw it was drawing nigh unto his head, swift as a javelin hurled from a Trojan's arm, he said within himself, As my name is Bartholomew, my hour is come. And as he spoke, he dived to the floor that it might pass over and work him no harm. But even while he stooped, the weapon caught upon his scalp and peeled it backward to the very nape. Then went the woman out into the kitchen, and when her husband was risen from the floor, he ran out into the street, seeking where he might find a surgeon. And as he ran, people stood and looked after and communed with one another, saying, Surely this man hath escaped from the Murdochs. But he was sorely troubled because of his scalp, so he heeded not the people. Neither loitered he by the way to enlighten them concerning the wound. But when he had entered at a surgeon's door, he entreated him to make all haste and bind up his wounds, that he might become whole again. And when the surgeon drew nigh and looked upon the wound, he was exceedingly astonished and cried, Of what tribe was the savage that had done this? But the injured man answered him sorrowfully, saying, Nay, but my wife hath done this thing. And bowing his head between his knees, he wept bitterly, even as David wept when he learned that Absalom had perished in the boughs of the great oak. And when the surgeon had poured oil upon the wound and sewed it together, even as a housewife soweth the rent in a garment, and spread plasters on his head in diverse ways, he arose and journeyed to the hall of justice, which is by the plaza, and entered a complaint against the woman. And it came to pass, when the magistrates and the wise men of the place heard his complaint, they looked upon him as a person altogether given over to falsehoods, and they questioned him, saying, How may we know if ye indeed speak the truth in our ears? And removing the bandage from his head, with which the surgeon had wrapped it round, he answered and spake unto them, saying, Ye ask for proof, and behold, I give it you. And when they drew nigh and looked upon his head, they saw that it was covered over with plasters, insomuch that it resembled a bolt of linen fresh from the loom, and they were sore displeased because of the assault. 
So they called together four men, the chosen officers of the force, and commanded them to arrest the woman, saying, Take ye the woman into custody, and lodge her in prison, that on the morrow we may sit in judgment over her. So these four officers, named Murray the Brave, and Flynn, styled the Blinker, and Curran and Flaherty, surnamed the Beat, armed themselves with pistols and clubs and knives, and went forth to arrest the woman. And a great crowd followed after, for they said amongst themselves, Surely some murder hath been done. So, when they had come nigh to the house, they laid plans how they might surround it. And this was the manner of their approach toward the house. Murray on the east side, and Flynn, styled the blinker, on the west side, and Curran on the north side, and Flaherty, surnamed the Beat, on the south side. So they did compass the house about and enter it, and this was the manner of their entrance, one by the front door, one by the back door, one by the window that looked out of the west side of the house, and one by the window that looked out at the east side of the house, and they did converge and meet in the centre. And they found the hammer and the blood thereon, and the horseshoe and the nail sticking therein. But they found not the woman. And they searched the house, beginning at the cellar, and ascending even up to the loft. But it be known unto you the woman had fled, and her whereabouts remaineth a secret to this day. End of section 16 Read by Ware Tortoise, Manchester, 14th of February 2022